You are now about to go on a generic side quest. Keep the, keep the crunching down a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I my pubes, <laughs> Welcome to this episode of the Generic Transmission, brought to you by Generic Side Quest. This is the Wrestling Pod Edition. Today, I am joined with... Ricky the Leap, 8-Bits of the Future, Drake Quintel. Sean, at Car Tweets. Miguel. Uh, you changed up your Twitter handle? I did. I'm starting, I'm going to probably look to revamp my blog. Uh, get a logo going, so we'll see how that... Everything has been reworked in the wrestling industry, so I figured, why not me as well? Yeah, this is a huge week for wrestling, and I am your host, Amriel. Guys, we had a lot, a lot of wrestling this week. Mm-hmm. A newly developed company and three mainstays of the wrestling industry. We just finished watching the premiere of Friday Night Smackdown on Fox. What did you guys think of the premiere? I thought it was underwhelming a little bit, but I'm just a pessimistic person and I'm just generally very cynical, so I just expected a little bit more. Underwhelming, yes. I was expecting a Sting, an Undertaker, maybe a CM Punk, which is a far reach. I did not want to spend 20 minutes on Shane and Kevin Owens. Yeah. Now we got the legends in the crowd. Yeah, I, I did not, I wasn't a big fan. I actually didn't really like the rock segment at all, really. Oh, I thought that was just kind of lame. With um, Becky Lynch? With Becky Lynch. Why uh, did you think that was lame? I uh, just you know, I just thought it was very scripted. I was telling Sean earlier, it just felt like everything was choreographed from like the daps to them lifting each other, like the rock putting his hand up at the end with Becky Lynch raising the title to Corbin's reactions, you know. It Who just made all- the segment bad? I just think it's a WWE thing. I don't think it was a person making it bad because I thought Corbin actually like exceeded my expectation. I thought he was gonna be way worse on the mic. It wasn't that bad. Right. Becky Lynch and The Rock, like The Rock kind of just did his general like, you know, his general, he, he came in with his catchphrases. Yeah, yeah. He called somebody uh, an ass clown or whatever he, he calls them nowadays. And uh, yeah, like it wasn't, it wasn't, again, it wasn't anything out of the ordinary for me. And it just, again, felt super PC and corporate, which mm. is what WWE feels like nowadays. Okay. Yeah. Sean, how about you? I mean, I love seeing The Rock back. I was uh, really excited for this show. And The Rock being an addition, Rock being on SmackDown just fit to me. I'm a big Rock fan. Let me see how many times I can say The Rock again. <laughs> I, I agree with Miguel that I think... Everybody feels junior to like these big guys, like when Austin shows up, when The Rock shows up. So it's like The Rock gets to say his catchphrase of like, it doesn't matter, but he throws it to like, he to be like, here kid, have the punchline. Mm. I mean, that, it hurts me to say that because I do like Becky. I think she's an excellent promo and I think she did some good ad-libbing stuff. So editor's note here, this is Amriel. This is the part of the podcast that got cut. So you can clearly hear us starting to talk about the debut of SmackDown on Fox. And then all of a sudden we skipped to Raw, which was the season premiere. Uh, so what happened was when my laptop goes into sleep mode, Audacity stops recording. It's a real pain in the ass, but that's what happened. So I know it's a little bit jarring, but uh, the rest of the conversation goes pretty good. Thanks. Now we're turning to your regularly scheduled podcast at 10:30 p.m which is pretty noteworthy when people tune out so let's just see if anyone is watching and Lacey's there hmm. so Interesting. i don't like her i don't i don't find her entertaining not a fan eh don't find her in ring her character her little um you don't like her shtick 
Not at all. Mm. Yeah, I so I like character work. I like that someone has something about them that they're just not a wrestler. They're coming to the scene with something. I do not like the Southern Belle <laughs> at all. She's in a program now with uh, Natty, Nyhart. They're fighting over the sharpshooter actually. So it's a cool program. Like I remember Bret Hart had a match with Sting for the sharpshooter. Do you guys remember that in WCWs? No. Way back. No. It was a cool program. Who was the master of the sharpshooter? Or who was the master of the Scorpion Deathlock? So they're kind of touching on that now, which is weird because Lacey Evans has never used the sharpshooter up until this point, to my knowledge. So they had the match. Uh, Lacey did her thing. She has this gimmick where she wipes her sweat and throws a rag at you. Yeah. Kind of like when Razor used to throw his toothpick. Right. She everything is there for her. I just don't know why I don't like her. Like she does not connect with me at all. I like the gimmick. I like the gimmick. I think it's a little too gimmicky. It reminds me of like Hunter Hearst Helmsley Blue Blood kind of thing, you know? Oh um, yeah. But when you're too gimmicky, I don't think that sort of lasts too long. Cause uh, like if you're in like an IRS, you know, like it's tough to repackage <laughs> that, you know? Trust like me. you're just straight up like a television character. You know, maybe that's who she is in real life. Maybe she is actually like a belle of some kind, so. I'm just shocked that we've compared Lacey to Bret Hart, Sting, <laughs> Razor Ramon, Triple H, and Mike Rotunda. I'm shocked that she's been in involved in that conversation. She's not bad. She can wrestle too a little bit, right? No. Oh no? my gosh. No. Okay. I don't think so anyways. But hey, when you got a female roster of 50 people, you know, when the WWE roster is 200 people. Right. Fuck right. it. You can have a Lacey Evans in there. Why not? She fills a <laughs> not role. Not at that position. Not at that position, uh, I don't she think. She fills a role. Um, I think her and Nat Natalia are main event material. And by main event, I mean that online show that's titled Main Event. Right. <laughs> um, is uh, usually a dark match segment. But I'm bumped. Okay, so next we had a match. So this match was kind of alluded to. Seth Rollins was supposed to have a universal title match with Rey Mysterio. Brock came out, destroyed Dominic, so Rey was out of the match. Rusev made the save and said, Seth, I saved you, you owe me. I want a match for your title. Kind of weird because they're on Team Hogan, but the match was made. A limousine pulled up. Do you remember back in the day when a limo would pull up, but you wouldn't know who was in the limo? That was a big deal back yeah, then. Yeah, huge deal. Nice long white limo. Had no clue as to who was in it. And it was a decent premiere of Raw, so it had to be big. It had to be huge. And some might argue it, it was huge. Some yeah. would. Some would have a real issue with that. <laughs> okay, so the first thing I had that was wrong with this. Rusev did not get an intro. We went to commercial and Rusev was already in the ring. <laughs> oh man, that yeah. is not good. Yeah. That is really not good. You are delegated at that point. <laughs> so Seth Rollins comes out and they have, oh, the heels are on the stage. Randy Orton and Baron Corbin are watching from the stage. So the match begins, Seth Rollins, Rusev, and Rusev immediately goes for his accolade. That's his finishing move. What, what is it called again? It's like a camel clutch. Camel clutch, right. Doesn't get it, doesn't get it. Seth is fighting because he's a fighting champ. Yeah. And then we hear music going off of the one and only Bobby Lashley. My God. Wake up, Ricky. Oh, man. <laughs> Good God almighty. Now this was a... Should have been on pay-per-view. Did he, did he come out with headband? No, no, no headband. Oh. It looked like he had no eyebrows either. Oh, man. <laughs> the most charisma I've ever seen. <laughs> So Bobby Lashley comes out and distracts Rusev. Seth Rollins is now outside of the ring because he's gotten thrown out. Okay. An honorable babyface did not do the distraction roll-up. Yeah. Talk about over. 
And then Bobby Lashley signals for uh, Ra's doorway. Who could it be? Could it be? Could it be <laughs> Bret Hart? Could it be Bruno Sammartino? Could it be? Uh, is he dead? Oh man, sorry. It's all good. Could it be the Heartbreak Kid? I don't know, man. It really could be anybody, right? Sean. It's one of the biggest nights ever. <laughs> it's a white limousine. It could have been anybody, goddammit. You have me on the edge of my seat because I missed all this, so I have no idea who it actually is, and you're, I know it's going to be super disappointing. You're surprise, man. Sean, who was it? The Ravishing One. Lana. <laughs> Rusev's Lana. wife. Lana. Really? Came AKA out. Rusev's wife. In real life, wife. In real life? Yes. Yeah. It's a shoot Whoa. wife, brother. Yeah, that's a shoot. It's a, it's a shoot wife. So she comes out and oh. Bobby Lashley is now praising her. He goes for the hug and they hug. And Rusev is just standing in the ring watching as this is going down. Okay. And they, now, now for anyone here, another man is, is beside your significant other. Okay. And you're about 20 feet 20 from feet, there. Yeah. Maybe maybe about sixty feet. <laughs> you, are you watching this? Are you watching this to see how it unfolds? You're making a move. Now it could have been. Uh, well, you say they hugged. Did you go? Hold on. To, okay, you're building this up. It could have. Because this is a huge moment. Yeah, I'm. You you have me. Like, I want to watch Raw next week. Let's go. What what happened, man? It could have been a Rock Deborah Austin storyline where Deborah managed the Rock. Austin wasn't cool with it. That would have been cool. And the announce table was like, "What the heck is going on?" Two twos, Bobby Lashley turns to Lana, tongue down throats. Oh, damn. They start making out right on the stage. Rusev does not move a muscle, and he watches this. Yeah. As Lana and Bobby Lashley are full blown making out. Yeah. She wraps his leg around him, too. And, and they stop. Real life they're married in real life. Yeah. They stop. In real life. They look at Rusev, and they go back to making out again. Not and what, it felt like it w- was like just going on. It was like, whoa, okay, like super weird. Now, now to me, it was very uncomfortable to watch. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah, it's yeah, uncomfortable yeah. listening to you guys <laughs> mention this right now. Yeah, it's very uncomfortable. Orton and Corbin are on the side, just like jaws open. They lost it. Yeah. It looked like a shoot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So what was Rusev's actual like uh, reaction in the ring? He, he was, was his face staring? was his, like, he was just staring. Shocked. He wasn't even in. That's the thing. He wasn't even in shock. Like his mouth wasn't open or anything. He was just like staring, and it's like, what? Like, bro, what are you doing? So is he the new cuck? Yes. Of the WWE. Yeah, Sean. What was that new tweet? New cuck order. <laughs> he they, uh, a new t-shirt. Because Mike Canellis was also portraying this kind of like cuck inf- character, inferior male mm. character. Incel. Uh, yeah. It's a new so, thing. Uh, in, no, they said Canellis and uh, Canellis and Rusev uh, take off the young bucks. They were like, these are the new young cucks. So. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> <laughs> and they have so, the same pose as the <laughs> Now, here's the thing. Apparently Rusev is on his way out and this is why they're doing that. No, what do you mean? He why? might be he might be leaving. He might why, be on his way out. If that's true, why would Lana be up for that? Why would she allow that to happen? She's married to they're him. They're still in the contract. That's twisted. Yeah. That is very twisted. If that's the case. Yeah. Seems like a very 90s uh, WWE story. I wouldn't be right surprised there. if Vince well, did that. Well, look yeah. at, look at um, Stone Cold. Macho and Elizabeth and Hogan. They had this weird Did you see triangle. the Lance Storm tweet? No. Uh, Lance Storm tweeted, I once talked to Macho Man about doing an angle, an angle with my wife. And Macho Man's advice to me was, I once did an angle with my wife and I have no wife anymore. Exactly. Oh, yeah, mm. yeah. 
So I I don't like careful <laughs> before you work yourself into a shoe, brother. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah. What do you guys What do you guys think, Ricky? What, oh man, that, what do you think? That was uh, very uncomfortable to watch. I didn't think that was going that direction, especially now, when you mentioned the limousine. I didn't. The night is not done. Going. What do you mean the night is not done? The fiend. Tongues now. were a theme, man. Tongues were Damn, a theme. That wasn't the main event. <laughs> that was the main. That event. was the main oh, event. Oh, okay. But as this was going on on the ramp. Yeah. The fiend comes out. And Rusev like and nope. puts his tongue down her throat too. <laughs> Not quite. He puts his fingers in Seth uh, Rollins. <laughs> in his mouth. <laughs> and that's how the night ended. So it was a very <laughs> What a weird ending. Yeah. yeah. That's so, your raw premiere. That was your raw premiere. It was Wow. What was is weird. gonna happen with Lashley now? I don't know if you guys saw, but they were on the blue carpet event, like the premiere before SmackDown, they had a blue yeah. carpet event. Uh-huh. Uh huh. and Lashley and Lana came out together. Ooh. That's not good. I just, it's really Weird. uncomfortable to watch. Extremely uncomfortable once you know the actual. And, and people and like people online like, well, actresses kiss other actors in a movie and the husbands are okay. It's, that's fine. I was like, but... that's fine, but like this Rusev and his co-worker is yeah, co-worker. you're actually putting them in together in the same scene and doing it. Yeah. Type yeah. Thing. yeah. That's like, weird. And husband's... you already have a cut character. Just leave it. And he's leaving too. So it seems as if like allegedly, allegedly, to, allegedly. Right? I hope not. I, I actually. But would you, man? Like you you would ruin a man's marriage because he doesn't want to work for your company. Vince is known to do more savage things. This would be a 2019 screw job. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Vince is the same guy who who proposed an incest angle. Yeah. Right. So. Many, multiple. Well, Gene Snitsky has had a foot fetish for a little while too. Yeah, so, so there's been some really weird. Draws so was going to eat his own vomit. So we haven't seen the end of this. This is just the beginning. This is just the, yeah, yeah, the this premiere, is, This man. is just the beginning. I hope this rest. means Lashley's not going to be in the title picture. That's no, all I, I don't think means. so. No, no. He's, you think he's going to make a comeback? In a... No, I think he, they're going to... I think Brock drops it to Kane, and then Kane drops it to Lashley. Oof. And then Brock and Lashley. So basically, it's just going to be like a straight UFC... That's not going to happen. Okay, thank God. But speaking of new beginnings and the young cucks, we go over to... A company without cucks, AEW, deadly had, segue, had its <laughs> had its premiere show on cable television, AEW Dynamite on TNT. Now this is AEW is a brainchild. That's all elite wrestling is a brainchild of the Young Bucks, Cody Rhodes, and the cleaner Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega, thank you. This is the debut show. Did you guys catch any of it, Sean? Yeah, I what I. <laughs> I actually ended up going to my mom's place. It was mostly for dinner, and then I just like turned on TSN. What'd you guys um, have? <laughs> she made spaghetti. Nice. nice. Oh, um, little jerk chicken in there too? No, no. Uh, Where was our invite? Well, you're lucky you're even here. Oh, oh man. Um, <laughs> I didn't want to watch it, and I was very adamant about like adhering to this gimmick that I have of like bashing AEW and not being a fan. But for the sake of this podcast and journalism integrity, I did watch it. And I watched it with a, an extremely critical eye, like looking for any mistake, any botch, any slip up. I guess, I don't, I don't know if it go match by match, but overall impressions. Uh, I could go match for match. Remarkable production, looked major league right off the bat. I mm-hmm. love the pan of the crowd. Like it was like a circular shot. Oh yeah. It just looked like a sold out stadium. Whether it was or it wasn't, doesn't really matter to me. It, it had the appeal that this was sold out. And I think Miguel, you and I had this conversation. AEW was able to sell to 14,000 plus people, which is remarkable. This is a company that people didn't give a chance, including myself. And the ratings even came out and they did 1.4 million people watching. Yeah, um, this was the start of the- 890,000 uh, on NXT, so. This was the start of the Wednesday Night Wars. And although it was a debut, 
so that I mean that's gonna boost the ratings it's a new product people are gonna be swarmed to it just to see what it's about they killed it they had 1.4 million they did too I really did I think it was the best they could have done for what they had like it was it was they played their cards right I thought you know oh tenfold it was tenfold. it was like basically foot on the gas the whole show almost you know yeah now especially there, in the in ring in ring it was foot on the gas there were a few things that I was confused about a few referee calls that I was confused about right. like I don't know if there are no countouts in this promotion yeah also what's up with the disqualification so well, we'll get to that Ricky did you catch any of it I did not because here in Canada it airs on TSN 2 and I do not have TSN 2. Okay. I did see a little clip so I got to see the production value of it. Yeah. And uh, just to reiterate what Sean said, production looked great, a much more well-lit ROH. <laughs> no, but honestly it looked really good. It looked like a high production venue and everything so it's, it's good at least on that point for me. My first impressions was I felt like a mix of WCW and TNA, mm. but with the production of a WWE at times. Now JR, Jim Ross, old Jimmy. That's a big one, eh? Yeah. That's a that's an ace in your in your hole. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, he makes it feel like an established mm -hmm. show already. Mm -hmm. Along with the camera work and Justin Roberts, who was their ring announcer, he's a former WWE ring announcer. Oh. It just made it feel like, oh yeah, this is. This has been a thing. They mentioned Twitter, like, you know how WWE used to mention Twitter? Oh, we're the number one trending. So they did that, and I guess it's just the, the time we live in. They have to mention that. I heard in Germany, they were actually number one trending, even though you can't watch it in Germany. Wow. <laughs> you need like an app or something. Wow. Yeah, so that's pretty huge. The opening match had a great slow build. I hate that Sammy kid. Really? Yeah, the Sammy, the the fresh face. He yeah, came the out little with, kid. Yeah, yeah, again, the face Cody Rhodes. Yeah, yeah, you don't like him, eh? I hate that kid. What do you? What don't you like about him? His face. His face. <laughs> okay. What about in ring talent though? Yeah, he. The did, man's killer. Yeah, he did some stuff. But remember last pod, how you guys said who we was shitting on Buddy Murphy? Yeah. Even though he could go in the ring, I feel like that's how I feel about this Sammy kid. It's just plus he has a. A punchable face but he's a little baby though look yeah, at him man. yeah like, correct he's got he's got potential dude correct You're, yeah he's I, not there right now i don't think like i didn't really even hear him talk to be honest but now his in back, the ring though man yeah, yeah. so now his background is millennial through and through yeah he's like a vlogger in like real life and stuff like that plus a pro wrestler so he kind of relatable he does good heel work again he punchable face instant heal but yeah that was it was a pretty good match because cody made sure to let him get his stuff in they both did cool like springboard cutters yeah yeah but at the end cody rhodes came out with with the win you know what i noticed with with AEW that i think might not be good for them is that they put out everything they have in every match you know what i mean there's no like when it comes to their moves and their intensity it's like their goal all the time like they don't hold back so like a month from now, it's like, I can't really, I'm not going to be able to see anything different, you know? Like if they, like two cutters, like those, the, both those moves were super impressive, you know? Yeah. Like, it's not like in a month from now, you're going to see a different in-ring, what's his name, Sammy? Yeah. You're not going to see a different in-ring Sammy, I don't think. You're just going to see this guy who's super athletic, but there's not going to be much of a different dynamic to him, you know what I mean? And I think that's what I found, kind of found with this whole AEW show is that, Everybody put everything they had in their X amount of time slot of their match. Right. You know? Right. Well, so is that a good thing? 
I don't, I don't it's know to be honest. Yeah, I don't think it's sustainable. Like they were, they, they one thing I also noticed that was like they were super high impact. Yeah, like there was a lot of spots where I'm like, yo, you're not gonna be able to do this every week. Right. Not, right. not for like 300 shows a year sure. or whatever. I don't know. I'm assuming well, the they're gonna cool, have a WWE sort of schedule, but the cool thing about and this is a little background. This didn't, we weren't privy to this information yesterday. Or sorry, on Wednesday, Tony Khan, who is the financier of this promotion, he said that they do have a robust roster and you won't see the same guys on every week. Okay. So it will be rotating. So I think that maybe they're kind of tailoring it to the wrestler's styles. Yeah. This high impact style. You just got to be able to shift gears is what I'm saying, you know? It just felt oh, like everything was in gear six gotcha. for everybody. So you like, don't think it was a slow build? No, no. They. I feel like they just were pedal to the metal from, okay. the, from the get-go every match too so the that's funny because i thought the opening match cody and sammy actually did start off slow mm-hmm. and then it definitely ramped up that's interesting to hear you say that at the end of the match y2j who is the first ever aw champion came out and beat down cody and it was kind of weird because he grabbed the mic and he's like i'm y2j but i don't think they knew where it was kind of going it looked a little bit sloppy right so in cody's match brandy came out that's his wife ricky uh i know you're a big fan of brandy yes a uh, big fan of her in-ring talent and uh her looks <laughs> <laughs> she actually got pushed in the way of a suicide dive of Cody Rhodes, and she Best took a push she's ever received. Like, oh, wow. <laughs> she took the bump and she took it nice, but then she got involved and she actually distracted Sammy, which was cool to see. Even though I think their faces or whatever, she got that bit of a redemption or a revenge. So she was an element in the match. I think she could she could be like a leader, Edge and Lita. Remember how they were a duo? I think they could be on that level it was a little awkward coming back from the break they really just didn't know what to focus on it was like some dead periods yeah and then we got brandon cutler versus mjf mjf is so great he came out and he's like cut my music and then he just roasted brandon cutler classic heel work in yeah. 2019 is amazing yeah he's a good heel eh? he seems like a trust fund baby is what i was telling <laughs> yeah. you know, like <laughs> yeah. he's got that he's got that burberry scarf he looks like he looks very entitled he has breakout star written all over him. Yeah. yeah oh yeah oh yeah the hard cam for that match looked exactly like wwe's it was no weird brandon color looked like like a younger just incredible i was a, yeah good like, call to me good call Who, uh you would appreciate this ricky played aldo montoyo the portuguese man of war oh man yeah damn Jock strap on the face. Oh man, uh, making our people proud. <laughs> jock strap at a time. Yeah. Uh, there was good banter from the announced team. They used prick, which is TV fourteen. <laughs> uh, the envelope. They they did have a weird camera angle. I, I, they need to cut it. The it was, shoulder cam. Uh, no, the camera angle from the corner, but yeah, from when, the bottom turnbuckle. When you put the shoulder into it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shoulder cam. Right, right, right. That was so. Like, it's so WCW. Like it was not needed. Speaking of WCW, they're out of business. To, yeah, Tony Tony uh, Shivani made his comeback. I don't think he's commentated for any wrestling promotion. MLW, since. MLW. Oh, okay. I have no clue what that was. No. <laughs> Major uh, League Wrestling. wrestling. Thank you. Sean's on here. <laughs> yeah, I do not like this man. What? Yeah, yeah. I know. He's too WCW oh, for me. Oh man. Mm. I wanted him to like go off the air. We're like, we're out of tour. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Classic. Because you know WCW never did their time cues properly. Well, when you have Big Kev running the show. Yeah. No, but he did grow on me a little bit during the program. But I think that's just because of the banter he had with 
JR. And I, I'm a JR guy through and through. Or a gym guy now. Don't yeah, call him no. JR. No, he doesn't want to be JR no more? No, nah, I call him Jim. What? Yeah. WWE owns the JR license. That can't be. <laughs> I, I think I just made that up. That can't be. So, uh, and- JR though, man. That's an, that's honestly, he kind of... Man's an institution. He really is. I never thought commentary would entice me to watch a program. Really, <laughs> right, though. Right. Like, he's a big reason why I would watch AEW. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's- did, I think if we're talking about the commentary, I think everybody did their part. Nobody spoke over each other. And even though Shivani and JR, their strengths have been play-by-play in the past... I think they came in as like experts who know wrestling. Yeah. And they didn't like they both did like a fair exchange and they kinda let Excalibur kinda take the lead on calling moves and right. knowing moves and knowing I, how moves are titled in twenty nineteen. I wish Excalibur spoke up a little bit. He definitely felt like the third man on let's say a raw announced table. That's interesting. I thought he was the lead from mm. what I gathered, but Right, right. I thought Shivani actually was the dominant lead. I mean, we'll see next week how that goes. I thought they could have put better full stops to the match, like the announcement. They didn't really, oh, what a great match, or like, here's our next match. They, they kind of just spoke. Mm. They also did that from commercial breaks. At one point, JR said something about pitcher and pitcher, but I didn't know what that was about because it just went to commercial break. Right. They do have growing pains. Yeah. They're, they're, yeah day one, man. Uh, well, not really day one, but like on, on, on television. Yeah. So it's, it's definitely going to be a work in progress. They got to feel each other out, right? Right. The Lucha Bros came out and they feuded with SCU. And they were basically promoting the tag team tournament for next week. Inaugural tag team champions will be in that ma- uh, in that tournament. Any predictions? I think the Lucha Don't Bros... Care. Just don't care. This company, uh, is, I think they are building no around. No one cares. <laughs> I think they are building around. Next. <laughs> Fuck. I think they are building around tag teams. Okay. Because of the young bucks. Okay. Next. Okay. No, no. I think, <laughs> I think there's two guys in this tag team tournament. I think you guys should keep an eye on. Jungle Boy. Uh, I not not Jungle Boy. I like Jungle Boy's partner far more. I think that guy's a, a breakout star. A Luchasaurus sounds Luchasaurus. like a ridiculous name. Yeah, and that's why I'm gonna drop a famous phrase. Who's next? <laughs> well, you're next to be off the pod. Oh so. man! Uh, I think Luchasaurus is a breakout star, and I love Pentagon. Oh yeah, Pentagon Junior. Holy! Yeah. And if AEW ever gets like an action figure deal going, those are the two guys Shh, that I will put sure. on the show. Luchasaurus is made for an action figure. My girlfriend will throw up. But... Oh my! The next you we guys had... got that out of you now. Yeah, we're okay, great. We're... The next we had no one wants to talk about AEW How anymore. How dare you? We'll we'll get we'll get to your segment. We'll get to your segment. But we're going to talk about the match of the week: the Profits versus the Undisputed Era. Not at not at all. Hangman Page versus Pac Neville for you WWE fans. Hangman Page is my boy. Yeah, I loves me some Hangman Page. If you're gonna come in on a horse, man, you you got me. It's over. You, I'm already I'm already bought in fully. Yeah. And I find out you got in-ring talent in a look. Oh man. Man, dude's one of my faves in the biz. This match, okay. So on the last podcast, we spoke about Austin and The Rock and Triple H delivering heavy hits, and that's what kind of made them over for me, at least. Pac and Page, man, talk about strong style. Their hits, though, I felt those hits through my TV screen. That's what I was saying, man. It's high impact in this in this AEW, man. Like, I don't know if they're gonna be able to keep it up, dude. But not only high impact, these two can like they were jumping over ropes while Pac is like gravity forgot him. Yeah. And Paige just has this it factor. Paige does. Pac does. Pac doesn't. You don't Pac think? Pac doesn't have a look, man. What? Pac doesn't have a look. 
If he maybe if he gets a hair transplant, he, can, <laughs> he could make he could make a look. But he doesn't have it though. It was jokes. My dad was actually in the room for this, and uh, he's like, "Pac reminds him of Taker of all people." Whoa! <laughs> and then he saw the the height difference. He's like, "Oh shit, never mind." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think yo man, this was this is my match of the week. Um, no, Pac wasn't bald, was he? Nah, he had. Oh, okay, he had okay. Long, I'm thinking who was the bald hair. guy with the beard? Yo, he faced Brandon Cutler, man. Brandon Cutler. Oh, never mind. Never mind. That's a Bob Ganoush. My bad. My bad. My, that was a Bob Ganoush for sure. <laughs> Pac was cool. Pac was cool. The the match actually started during commercial break, which was weird. The commercials hurt this match for me. I couldn't get into it. It was a good match from what I saw, but did you uh, realize AEW has old school barriers, like the old school guardrails? Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Paige was moving like a lightweight mixed with a, and hits like a heavyweight. Mm. I love in AEW wins loss matters, just like SmackDown seems to be win loss matters. I think that's where wrestling is going in the future. Mm. I heard JR on uh, Austin's podcast, he was talking about how he wants to try to put in time limits on matches. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, that's actually what they announced. That Good point. Thank you for bringing oh, that really, up. Oh, really, eh? At the beginning of every match, the, yeah, this is a 30-minute match or this is a... 20 minute match or this match has no time limits for the women's match i believe it had no time limits because they were crowning an inaugural women's champion yeah we'll get to that in just a second earl hebner 70 years old was couldn't get another ref eh (laughs) was officiating i think he officiated for the Pac match the hangman page match yeah and it was good he he hasn't lost a beat no but that brings us to the inaugural women's championship match. Britt Baker. Well, oh, you guys didn't talk about Hebner screwing Paige when he kicked, when he didn't see the kick to the balls and he still pinned the thing. Oh, but that wasn't a screw. That wasn't a uh, screw I job. I think Hebner does a screw job. Oh, <laughs> screw that guy. Screw that guy, right? Britt Baker. Sean, fan. Do you know who Britt Baker is? Yeah, she's a dentist. <laughs> yeah, she's a dentist. Um, she's uh, the girlfriend or partner of Adam Cole. I haven't really watched her in ring. Apparently, she's good. I thought uh, <laughs> she was she was on commentary. Yeah, from what I saw, and then she sounded like she wasn't <laughs> midway through the match. I kind of like how she went quiet. Yeah, midway through the match, she did go quiet, yeah. but I kind of like how she speaks. They're really. She's a dentist, man. She got that good like oral hygiene and all that. So. <laughs> <laughs> oral B. Oh man, Oral B. That's good. They're really posing her as a dentist. A dentist, yeah, and a challenger to either. Oh. Nyla Rose or Rio. This match, what do you guys think about this? This was kind of silly. It was a silly match. It was sloppy. But it grew on me. There was that Northern Light Suplex off the top rope that I think. Changed, well that kind of changed momentum. the pace, yeah. So we have a new AEW Women's Champion, Rio. She actually started her wrestling career when she was nine years old. She's she's not nine now? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, This match was a little bit unbelievable for me there was a few stupid spots like why would nyla rose grab cheers when you're trying to become the champion there's no dqs apparently in aw that that led to another confusing bit right but she got crowned and kenny omega made the save while nyla rose uh, destroyed michael nakazawa and she was about to destroy rio when kenny omega came and saved now kenny omega trained uh rio so that was a cool little touch and apparently he's heading up the women's division in aew but nyla man she's well the first transgender mainstream wrestler she's huge she's big miguel you you touched on this in our last pod 
And we will get to that conversation in the yeah. next pod. Right. What, what do you think about a transgender wrestler wrestling? Jeez. But be, make it brief. Make what it brief. That's a loaded question. What do you think about abortion? Like, <laughs> that's basically what you're asking me. You know what? It's scripted, so I don't mind. Mm. If it was real athletics, then I think it's a real conversation. But Or if there's if it's not scripted, then, you know, different com- conversation. I don't care. But I, w- I would love to talk about female wrestling though and we will we will i just don't care that's (laughs) i would love to talk about that we will we have a special lined up for you thank you (laughs) actually though thank you uh but we got our classic jr pop when rio won it was a thing of beauty and the crowd was into this match they loved it from beginning to end they were really behind rio it was classic david versus goliath and rio came out on top we have our main event boys kenny omega and the young bucks Versus Santana Ortiz and Y2J. Wow, Sean, what did you think of this main event? I mean, it was a great. It was the key guys you needed in your AEW main event for the first show. Mm-hmm. I think it was all six guys. I don't. I mean, I'm not too familiar with LAX. I know they're a new signee, but I think it was built up as the mystery partners of Jericho, which were revealed on that. Uh, I guess that hype show or the pre-show uh, the day before. Um, but I think you had your AEW champion and you had names that people know, Bucks and Omega. I think if you wanted to see Kenny Omega, you kind of got ripped off because he was kind of taken out pretty quickly out of the main event. Kind when of. Moxley showed up. Yeah. But still that's did. the build to full gear, so I still did that. work. Yeah, I guess. I guess. I didn't see too much of him, but I, I, I understood and appreciate what they had to do. Moxley showed up to hype up the... You want to send people to the pay-per-view, so yeah. you'll see Kenny Omega on other weeks, so that's fine with me. Judas Effect, which is Jericho's like elbow Ooh, finisher. Reverse elbow. I really like the setup to that with LAX kind of beating them down, them beating the Young Bucks. I had no issue. I just don't think you got to see anything like the big showcase, and, that, and that's fine. I don't think you had to give away all the Young Bucks like offense, all of Kenny Omega's like 40 minute plus match main events. Like yeah. you didn't have to give any of that away. You saw a little bit of an instance of the super kick party between the Young Bucks, but oh, we got know, that. We got that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like I thought it was a good like a good main event and it didn't have to be not every match has to be uh, you have to prove you can put on five star matches i think we know what the young bucks and kenny omega and jericho are capable of nick um, went off nick jackson went off yeah we can see it on the pay-per-view like send us there but i thought it was a i thought it was an absolutely like fine suitable main event i had no issues with it the dq thing bothered me a bit but i can overlook that because i think there's just an excitement that people have with AEW, and they're gonna overlook that but if you have weeks of television that doesn't make sense, then yeah, you'll warrant some good criticism. Yeah, yeah. I didn't like the no DQ thing. I like the good tag team wrestling. They're not LEX no more, but uh, you know who we mean. I, I, I think it was important for Jericho to get the pin, even though he got pretty, pretty much got beat up throughout the whole match. I think that was the right thing to do. The Young Bucks, again, like you said, super kick party. Nick Jackson went off. And then, huh? Put your hand on your heart. <laughs> we the people. We had the heels come in to beat down the faces, pretty much. Yeah, so Cody came in to get Make his the revenge save. on Jericho. Then Sammy came in. To get his revenge. Dustin came in. <laughs> and then Jake Hager. Jake Hager, a.k.a. Jack fucking Swagger. <laughs> if this promotion is going to be taken seriously, you're putting the whole thing on this man's shoulders. The most underrated talent WWE ever had the greatest lisp in the business, <laughs> Jack Swagger. I like the oh, energy. So I'm guessing Damien Sandow's next to show up. Oh man. I like the energy. That would be good. Even though Hager will not give 
<laughs> a quarter of that energy. <laughs> this this also was a little bit confusing to me. I like the beatdown and everything. Did they form a faction or was it just? It looks like they did. Heels versus faces. No, it looks like they built. They formed the faction? faction. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I think Swagger or Hager will be uh, Jericho's like insurance policy or the muscle. Okay. The diesel to his HBK. Right on. No, mm. <laughs> Jericho finally gets to be HBK. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, the Batista <laughs> to the Triple H. All right. Yeah. Ooh, you think Jericho will take that role? Maybe because he is the champ. He's he's the face of the company kind of right now. Right, right. He's kind of like what Hogan was to TNA. You know, he's kind of putting them. Oh gosh. Ew. Oh, you know what I mean. I don't like that. You know I don't like I mean. that. They need that guy. Uh, I I disagree. <laughs> I disagree. Yeah. But that was that was AEW Dynamite. Well, who would you compare him to until to say like TNA? What would what would Jericho Pete be to AEW? Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle. In TNA? Yeah. Um, oh, I yeah. can see that. Yeah. yeah. That was AEW Dynamite. Out of 10, I would actually give this like maybe a 7.58. Fair. Raw, I would give maybe a 6. Oof. Maybe 5.5. That high. <laughs> Smackdown gets a little higher. I would give Smackdown 6.57. I, I, think, I think Dynamite was the best show this week. Would you say it was Dynamite? Dynamite. <laughs> Sean, your time has come. It's been a long time coming. Please tell us about NXT on Wednesday night. Here in Canada, we don't actually have the Wednesday night war, which fits the Canadian gimmick of just being a peaceful country. So the if you have the network, NXT shows up at 10 p.m. So almost like a 24 hour since it concludes on USA Network. It shows up at 10 p.m. Thursdays on the network, and then here in Canada, it shows up on Sportsnet on Fridays. NXT, I believe, had the better in-ring. Like, if you look at all, I think it was about six matches, five, six matches. It was the best in-ring compared to AEW. Now, your in-ring, was it as high impact as AEW? Or was it just techni technical? I don't know what, like, who cares, like, what's, like, they were just better technical what? matches, like. Okay, so tec technical matches, so. But, like, uh, they were better than, I don't know, I didn't, like, I don't, I know you guys said the Hangman page was hard-hitting, but that, to me, doesn't make it a good match, it's just, it's hard-hitting, like. It was a good match because they also had a story in it. I think that's the one thing NXT had over AEW that they could have really capitalized on, and I think they did. Even though they lost in the ratings, I think they still came out they had an edge because it wasn't their first show so the hangman page and Pac match they were supposed to fight but Pac had to step out because of injury so this was like yeah. them two like really like mm -hmm. coming at it Pac is now i believe undefeated in yeah. all his aew matches so there was a storyline going into that hangman page he's he's literally your next guy he's going to be your next guy again we talked about great showings hangman had a great showing so i think nxt did have I think what you're you could be alluding to maybe is that the match quality in addition to storytelling NXT basically took it for you. I think yeah, just bell to bell it had better matches, but not every story like Johnny Gargano and versus Shane Thorne was not like a heavily built story. It was just Shane Thorne saying like all these new guys get signed to NXT and I'm getting overlooked. Then Johnny Gargano beat him, but he had a good showing. Adam Cole versus Matt Riddle for the NXT Championship, which kicked off the uh, show, was a good match. But uh, to me, it's not enough to just have good matches. Everyone has good matches. Every week on NXT, there's a good match. Every week on Raw, there's at least one good match. SmackDown, there's one good match. AEW, there'll be multiple good matches. Like, 
that's kind of the bar. So you, if you fall below that, you're gonna get criticism. There has to be like an excellent match, and I don't think TV is a place to have excellent matches. So I'm fine. Like to me, I'm not drawn to just six good matches. So as much as NXT had a good in ring, was it? I think where AEW lacked was I came in as a new viewer, and you didn't really introduce me to anybody. You didn't tell me why Hangman Page. Like where's this history? I didn't. I know about it, but that was never introduced. I was never introduced to Cody Rhodes. Now they did say they did say that he fought Jericho for the world title, and they did say that he won. Yeah, but you're you're presuming that people have followed AEW into Dynamite. No, not necessarily. If you know that Jericho is your first ever champion. And Hangman Page was yeah, but how do I know challenger that? Like, because they said it on. But like, okay, they said that, but like, there's no history of like, this is what it took to get to the first All Out or Double or right, nothing. Like, there's right. nothing about that. Jericho coming in, like, that's fine. You can tell me who the first champion is, but there's no introduction to any characters, and that's where I think NXT did a, did a fine job. But NXT has the existing history of existing before AEW, so right. that's why it's easier to build up but I thought like they did a promo for Tegan Knox, who's had two knee injuries on both knees coming back I think Io Shirai some of their like squash matches ended up going like seven minutes but Io had a squash Pete Dunn beat a, beat a squash he was um, beat up by Damian Priest formerly Punishment Martinez and then I really liked the main event I thought Street Profits had a great atmosphere with the solo cop and Wale mm-hmm. but Undisputed Era continued to be basically incapable of having bad matches so <laughs> and I thought the women's championship which actually went head to head with the women's championship in AEW both broadcasts I thought Shayna was the dominant champion and came out the dominant champion and for me Shayna's scary bro yeah and for me Nyla Rose is supposed to be a monster and she gets beat what, what's the point like so, moving forward uh, she's beatable now she's not an unbeatable monster so. yeah agreed and and I, I'm so torn on that AEW match bro I'm so torn again the crowd made that match I do believe yeah. the NXT women's match was better. Mm-hmm. But I think I have a piece that I'm just writing up and I'll send on, on my blog. No doubt, AEW won the ratings. I think I think give it to AEW this week. Like They had a lot of pressure on them to start off hot, to start off with a good impression, and they fulfilled that. I'm more familiar with NXT guys, so maybe that's why I was drawn. But, you know, give AEW its credit. Give, they came to the dance and they showed up. Like, they didn't just, like, it wasn't amateur hour. It wasn't, like, people cutting out. It wasn't bad right. matches. And AEW has a following and those people are there. Like, they paid to be in the building. They showed up and watched it on TV. This is not a joke promotion. This is not a little, like, they're going to, like, pass by next year and AEW is done. Like, <laughs> they've come to play. I don't know if they're, they're going to surpass Raw and SmackDown. I don't know if that wrestling audience really exists to be 5 million, but... Right. As somebody who not planning to watch or has no desire to watch AEW, and you know, I'll be the first to be critical of them when they do screw up. But on this night, on this week, I think they showed up, and I think they have to be like uh, applauded for that. And that goes to everybody: production, Cody, Kenny, the yeah. Young Bucks, like their vision, Tony Khan, like all those guys put their heart and soul on into this production. And on night one, they deserve a round of applause and they deserve credit. Like it's not a pat on the head; it's like, man, who you are you? To play. What's yeah. going on? They um, walked in with some swagger, you could say. <laughs> Well, if they want to stay at the mid-level, they can keep walking with wow. And I would know about mid With a former WWE champion? I don't know about uh, that. That's how you bring your... your uh... Did you watch his money in the bank where he struggled to unhook the briefcase? Yeah, you guys were talking about Lashley tongue-fucking Lana. And the man doesn't know how to climb a ladder. So that's your WWE right there. Oh, man. <laughs> but overall, we had, a, we had a, a few, actually, surprise returns for NXT. Yeah, Finn Balor, um, which people are saying is a demotion. I don't see it as that. How do you, um, Miguel? How do you feel about NXT? 
Do you see it as a demotion if a Raw guy or a SmackDown guy appears on NXT? Never watched NXT. <laughs> right on. You have yeah. to watch one of the I'll takeovers. Just be yeah. Is that yeah. A Sean brought us. It's there. Yeah, it's Remember there. in your house? Yeah. It's like a, that, but way better. NXT actually looks really good. Yeah. It was actually it looks very better than the one we watched looks... here. It was very enjoyable. Hmm. Maybe I gotta I gotta watch it. If I'm if I'm around next time, uh, we'll definitely watch it. I'm down. Sorry, you just mentioned the whole thing about uh, NXT just seeming like a demotion to some people. The only reason I would think that is more because the way you guys had promoted, uh, and I think we were talking about this at the last pod, about moving on to the main roster on SmackDown and Raw. Like, right. NXT seems, even though they're putting out a quality product that is more consistent than your Raw and SmackDown, it's still being used as that stepping stone or that launch pad to get on the main roster. Even if that main show might not be as good of an overall product. I think it has the aura of a developmental. Yeah. But well, the that's how guys it started, compete right? as we're just a third brand. So for me, it's kind of a horizontal shift for Balor, not a drop down. Yeah. But I do I do understand why people would be like, this guy was on Raw. But what was he doing on Raw that he can't take a break from? And just a couple weeks ago, people were saying Kevin Owens will show up on NXT. And they were fine with that. Right. But now Finn Balor suddenly demoted. I think Finn Balor is exactly what you need. He's a, he's a shot at AEW to say, you know what, we're the WWE and anybody who we want, we can just bring to that Wednesday night show. But I think that's what Triple H is trying to do now. Like he, especially now. That, yeah, that, yeah. That, that, means, For sure. that means they're paying attention to AEW and that's exactly what I wanted. Yeah. AEW has, has poked the beast and said, we've come to play, bring it. And so <laughs> Triple H is like, okay, give me Finn Balor. I don't think you're going to get Roman Reigns. I don't think you're going to get Brock. I don't think you're going to get Daniel Bryan. Uh, oh, you might, might see, you might get yeah, Daniel Bryan. might see DB. The Daniel Bryan might be a desperate call, but I, at the same time, I think that would be cool. So, I don't. again, I see it as a horizontal shift. You do a couple weeks and you go back up to the main roster and people will see you, you beat a bunch of kids in NXT and you came back up or whatever it is. Right, right. Um, but I think, I think there's guys who should be on NXT who are on the main roster. Well, look at Tyler Breeze and Fandango. Yeah. They made their... But these are guys who I don't think the main... And I, I include Finn in this. I don't think the main roster is going to miss. So they can afford to be on that. I can't believe... I think the main roster... Well, I mean, from your point of view, maybe you should stop calling it the main roster because from what you just said, NXT is now main roster. Officially third brand. But I think that Finn has a place on Raw or SmackDown. I suppose... I don't, I'm not a big fan of Finn, so I don't, I don't get the appeal. But he's certainly talented. Like... That's the thing. Like, these guys are talented, but I think we talked about it earlier. I'm a character guy. I'm a sports entertainment guy. So mm-hmm. give me Otis. Give me Velveteen Dream. Give me Elias. Give me Walter. Give me The Fiend over your, your Bray Wyatt's, your, <laughs> yeah. your in-ring guys. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who else came back, yo? Tommaso Ciampa hey. came back at the end of the night. So for anyone who doesn't know, Tommaso Ciampa had to relinquish the NXT Championship. And he was supposed to defend it at New York. And he came back. He's had a kind of an emotional roller coaster. roller coaster, you know, succumbing to injury and having to forfeit your title. And so it was very interesting that Adam Cole was positioned to have two challenges for the NXT cha- yeah. Championship on one night. So again, like some multiple stories set up. But I think Ciampa received, to me, uh, from when I viewed it, a bigger re- reaction than Balor. So that was really cool. It was like, this is an NXT guy going for the NXT uh, title again. I don't know. Maybe I have to watch it again. Everybody was freaking out over Balor. Yeah, I still think Ciampa got a bigger reception. Mm. Maybe they, they was... were reacting over Balor because they're not expecting Balor. Yeah. And then he's saying he's NXT, but 
I think Champa is somebody who they're like, no, that's the guy we want. Like, right, right. I don't know. True. I think it's if you're familiar with Ballard, then you're gonna buy into the reception. I think, right. But if you're not a, a day in day out watching Champa, I think I don't know. I thought he got a bigger pop. Yeah, yeah. And people are more excited. But. Yeah, a more casual NXT viewer, of course, like myself. I don't even know this. I thought he was naming a Pokemon <laughs> for that second thing. So it would be, it would definitely be Balor that I would be uh, cheering Behind. on bigger. But again, he's like one of my top guys yeah. on the roster in general. So. Sean, so I have to ask. So I graded them. What would you give? Each show? Yeah. I'd give Raw... Maybe like a 6.1. 100-point <laughs> scale. Yeah, right. I'd give AEW a 7.2. Mm. What about if they didn't have Swagger? A 7.7. 7. Oh, wow. <laughs> I give, give it a 7.2, including the Swagger. I thought it was fine. I didn't think it was the best show of all time. Just the, NXT, well, I'd give... What did I give AEW 7.2? I'll yeah. give NXT 7.1. And SmackDown, I'd give 7.8. Ooh. 7.9. Really? Um, okay. 7.8. 7, 7.8. 7.8. <laughs> I think 7.9 is a bit much. Interesting. Because it, 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 gr- it was great, but then if you look at it, like there were some down periods too on SmackDown, right? So I think it was just the hype. I think the hype got me excited. at Fox, the set, the, everything felt like... I gotta watch this show and yeah will, will I give up my Friday night next week maybe not <laughs> yeah, so yeah. that's the thing what's gonna bring me back Monday will always bring me back cause that's I'm a creature of habit mm-hmm. I'm not a big like I don't watch NXT beyond the takeovers to be honest like I don't watch the date the week to week NXT right. it was just this one week I do want to see Luchasaurus so crap <laughs> AEW did something um <laughs> And I think SmackDown's gonna have a big feel again next week. So. I think it will. I think, I think it will. I think it will. I'm not. I wasn't so sold on the Kane thing, but Kane Velasquez. I love the. We'll see. I love the set. I will tune in to SmackDown next week. Okay. I will also tune in to Dynamite, and I wish I can tune in to NXT, but I just don't know how or where. Sportsnet, seven o'clock. But you get the hour condensed version. Oh, gotcha. Or, what, I mean, you your get, streams online yeah. for sure. But on what day? Friday. Oh shit! Yeah. But you can watch. You can probably get a stream on USA on the Wednesday. Oh right. Yeah. Yo Miguel, uh, you saw SmackDown at least. Correct. What would you give it? SmackDown got a seven point five. Oh okay, that's 7. pretty high. 5. Yeah yeah, from from my expectations. Oh well, 5. your boy won. <laughs> my boy cleaned up real nice at the end there, Lesnar. So, thank you for joining us on this generic side quest. It was a little bit of a sloppy one. There was a few technical difficulties. Um, this was the AW premiere. premiere shows of podcast, <laughs> but it's our fourth episode. Fifth? Sixth? Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time for our gaming edition. We're a little bit overdue, and we have to talk about a dastardly goose. Ah! <laughs> ah. Ah, take it easy. <laughs> <laughs>